0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast. Before we get going with the usual fun and frivolity and break down USC getting into the Rose Bowl, I want to take a moment to dedicate the show to Joe McKnight, and we'll talk about that in just a few moments right here. On the Trojansports.com podcast, on with the show. And get ready for a fun Sunday night, Monday morning, filled with beautiful roses. That's right, the Trojansports.com podcast kicks off.
1: Right now. No, no, I don't know. You said a doodle doo, Bob. Oh
0: yeah. Direct from rivals in Yahoo Sports. This this is the Trojansports.com podcast. For a URSA oh, URSA
2: touchdown! touchdown with Trojan Sports publisher Chris P. Swanson. Moving on. You, love you better cut that out, man. I swear. That better I better not hear that on the podcast. You right? mean about the him doing that? Yeah, we broke down. The the oh, okay. f-
0: Meet reporter Adam J. Maya. Here we go. Yeah. Message we start. Yeah. And, yes, and yes, your host, our very own Ron Burgundy. You say classy, San Diego. Reading whatever is on the prompter. Defense is Sua Adori Chalk by the end of the not, year, by not the way. Chalk.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know why I said, I'll, I'll just read whatever it says, baby.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: Chris Morales. In the end zone. It's, a touchdown, USC. it's the weekly radio show you need for everything you ever. Is that your first joke? Out,
1: the kids are back. Is really a good
0: one. Follow Trojansports.com on Twitter at USC underscore rifles. The, the Trojansports.com are back. podcast kicks off. The kids are back. Now, now. now. Oh, watch
2: out, the kids are back! Here, Here is, your, is host, your host
0: from the Yahoo Sports headquarters in Playa Vista. Chris Morales. And as the man says, welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast. December 4th, Sunday night, 2016. But you're hearing this on Monday morning, December 15th. <laughs> but you're hearing this on Monday morning, December 5th. And happy Monday, happy week to start. USC, not in the playoff. But pretty good at least from our standpoint i think somebody on this show might disagree with that in just moments i am chris morales happy the usc now ninth ranked in the top 10 of the cfp rankings the final college football playoff rankings after championship weekend and will play on january 2nd in the rose bowl against the number five rated penn state nittany lions a man who likes a good nittany lion adam maya how are you
1: i'm really good
0: really good really grateful i'm really grateful For the Rose Bowl?
1: Yeah, well, I live in L.A., so
0: it's just good to be home for the holidays. Ah, yes, that is true. You don't have to travel to San Antonio or somewhere else. Uh, And a man who also lives in L.A., but not grateful for a Rose Bowl birth, I'm guessing, publisher of Trojan Sports, Chris Swanson, who's turning off his phone
2: suddenly. I am. I didn't realize that the sound was on at all. I apologize for that. Um, No, I'm grateful. It's good for USC. It's good for me. It's good for, you know, everybody that follows USC football. So, you know, that's wonderful. I just, uh, I think that it, the the selection process, like everything involved with college football, was controversial. That's all. Now,
0: explain your theory on why it's controversial. Um, Which you've already talked about on the message boards, direct atrocitysports.com, and fired everybody up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's mad at me so I might as well just bring it up on the podcast too, right? If everybody's already mad at me about yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, you know, I just I just think it's I just think it's I just think it's interesting. Um USC is obviously deserving of a very big bowl game. Um, and obviously and I, I won't even get into the tradition part of it where I feel like Washington should somehow play in this game even though that doesn't seem like it can happen uh the thing is to me is the whole debate with colorado and usc and and i think it should be a real debate because colorado won the pac-12 south finished with a better record than usc uh in conference and just overall uh they're ranked one spot below USC in the final rankings after losing a championship game. So I just think it's controversial. That's all. I don't, that that's, that's, that was my takeaway today was that we were all sitting in on pins and needles to see if this would actually happen. Um, and it ended up happening, uh, you know, by a razor thin margin. And, and, you know, I think there should be a discussion about that, but it doesn't seem like it's happening nationally. So. Well,
1: Here's why USC made it. I know Morales has a different reason to sum up the whole thing, but I'm going to give you my take first. The entire purpose of the committee was to identify the best teams. And the committee decided that USC was a better team than Colorado, which I don't disagree with at all. I don't think Chris disagrees with either. I doubt. Now, your, your position is based more on merit. And while I think it's logical, they've eliminated that. If they wanted the Rose Bowl to be a representative from the conference title game, they could have written that in to the whole selection process, where if you win your division and then you lose your title game, but the winner of that title game ends up in the Final Four, then you automatically go to this bowl game that your conference is tied to. Then we wouldn't even be having a discussion about it because Colorado would be automatically in for making it to the Pac-12 title game. But that, that, isn't, that isn't the point of the committee. So in the spirit of, of how that was formed, they got it right. They picked a better team. That was USC. Now, are they more deserving based on, like, as you mentioned, overall record and accomplishment, um, which includes winning the division and playing in a conference title game? That's where the argument lies. But are they a better team? Just Bottom line, I think that was the whole point of the committee. Which, Which team is better? They they thought that the four best teams were Bama and Clemson, Ohio State, and Washington. And then they thought that USC was the ninth best team in the country at this point. And therefore, they ranked them number nine and they were allowed to go to the Rose Bowl. Um, It is complicated because I don't think a lot of people feel like Washington is the fourth best team in the country. But a lot of us probably feel that they're deserving to be in the top four because they ended up 12-1, and winning the Pac-12. So the committee probably was tempted to take another team over Washington because they felt like another team was better. They probably felt like Michigan was better. Forget about Penn State, but they probably thought Michigan was better than Washington but they couldn't justify putting Michigan ahead of Washington. With USC Colorado, you're going down a little bit further, 9-10. So the implications aren't as large. It's, oh, which one's a better team? USC's better. Okay, they're nine. Colorado's 10. So I think that probably wasn't as difficult of a decision as including Washington in the Final Four. But uh, their metric seems to change with, I guess, you know, whatever they feel like they can justify in the moment. And and so I think their, their rationale is probably different with Washington uh, ahead of Penn State and Michigan than it is USC ahead of Colorado. And that's where I believe Chris has a point and probably feels like this is – a bit unjust if we're being objective about it and looking at Colorado and USC as two entities that we're not directly involved with.
2: Wow, Adam, I, I, I don't know what to say. Thank you for summing up my thoughts better than I ever could have imagined to. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. The implications are different. Like you said, you know, in, in one case you would be holding uh, you know Washington out of the playoffs, and, and you know in order to put another Big Ten team in, and, and in this case, it's more of just like you said, who's better. And and I get the thinking behind it. I believe USC is a better football team, but like you said, USC is probably a top five football team. I think they so too. Deserve
1: to be in the playoffs They didn't deserve to be in the top four, but that's why it it is slippery where. They're saying that we're going to identify the best four teams, but we have to factor in, of course, what they accomplished. And Washington accomplished more than USC. So you have to put them there. But are they better than USC? I don't think many people believe that.
2: No. I think, I think even people that, that probably believe Washington's better know that it's close because they're both kind of, you know, on similar runs at this point, honestly, I mean, you know, Washington's won 11 of 12 or 12 of 13, right? Something right. like that. And, yeah. and USC's won eight straight. That's similar, really. I, you know, if yeah, you're just yeah, talking yeah. about they, teams. They played. Like, they played. they and, played and USC <laughs> beat them. Right. And, and Washington won
1: no part of USC in the Pac-12 title game. They, no. they wouldn't be in the Final Four right now.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that that game is a toss up. So, you know, but I I think there's a good chance that if they did play USC again, that they would have gotten knocked out by USC. Um, So, yeah, I I think that's a I think that's a fair point. But either way, uh, you know, even if you do believe Washington's a better team than USC, you, you know that they're not, you know, a much more talented or much better. You know, if you do feel that way, there's no way to argue that it's very close.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Washington fans would be relying on hope at that point. If USC and Washington had played in the Pac-12 title game, they would have been hoping that they beat USC because probably maybe any win in that game, they wouldn't have had to, I think, win by 30, whatever they ended up winning by over Colorado. They could have just beaten USC. If they beat USC, then they avenged their one loss, and they're getting in the Final Four. Where there was still a conversation about it, apparently, from the committee about Washington being a number four team after beating Colorado by 30 or 32, whatever it was. Well,
2: let me tell you something, too, is that if Wisconsin had completely annihilated Penn State like it looked like it was going to go early in that game, Mm -hmm. I honestly... It wouldn't surprise me if Wisconsin had jumped Washington, even though they both had blowout victories. You know, because to, to me, it just the they the committee likes the Big Ten and the SEC better than anyone else, and, and the you know the AP pollsters and the coaches pollsters. There's a bias. It's usually SEC, but the Big Ten's right there because it's that traditional you know old yeah, school football conference. Yeah. So to me, you know, that's that's a continued problem i don't think washington should be ranked fourth even i don't understand you know they lost to usc but they won the pac-12 and ohio state you know is ranked ahead of them i know ohio state had a tremendously tough schedule but they didn't win their conference or their division you know washington i feel like you know got uh it was a victim of this this east coast bias where people are just assuming that clemson and ohio state are better than them Uh, when I'm not sure you can. And I'm not sure you can assume that they're better than USC. I think that, you know, when you're talking about two-loss teams and if you're throwing out, you know, uh, conference championships, which they obviously have, which I'm against, as you all know, uh, but if you are doing that, why aren't you talking about USC? They played Alabama. That's the difference between them being a three-loss and a two-loss team even. And they're a different team than they were early in the season, which also seems to factor in if you're talking about Penn State potentially jumping Washington. So I think if you open that door, if you open the door for Penn State, you should open the door for USC too. Because USC might embarrass Penn State. It you know, it might be clear that they're a much better team than them. And we were just talking about maybe Penn State getting in. So I think that once you, you know, you kind of open this door up. Uh, When you have a four-team playoff and you're inviting, you know, potentially taking a two-loss conference champion over a one-loss conference champion and taking a one-loss team that didn't win their conference championship, you invite the door, you know, you open the door for all these different arguments and scenarios and you could argue, you know, maybe USC should be in the playoff then at that point.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's very subjective. It's still too subjective. Right now we hear a lot of talk about Ohio State being one of the best four teams in the country and I think that it's being repeated so often that people take it as truth but they didn't win their division, they didn't win their conference I thought they should have been penalized to at least the number four spot at the very least if you're going to include them in the final four at least make them fourth
2: I would have taken it a step further and tell you that I would have picked Penn State over Ohio State. That's and, just me.
1: And I don't think that that's crazy because Penn State beat Ohio State.
2: <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, Penn State lost out of conference because they played a tough out-of-conference schedule. I understand Ohio State did too. They played Oklahoma. But, you know, when you're talking about these things, these are different teams at different times you know, I don't know that Ohio State would have gone into Pittsburgh that night and beaten them. I don't know that, and you know, I don't know that Penn State would have done that to Oklahoma or whatever else. So, to me, you know, it, that all that stuff is just kind of noise. And you know, the the way to look at it is conference championships, and that's yeah. why I'm a big advocate expand to eight teams. I even have a plan that I think you could you could do eight. It you know, um, keep all the bowl games intact. And not even mess with you know adding an extra regular season game. Um, I, I think it's very doable, and I think that people just you know don't really think far enough and get creative enough because it's what needs to happen at this point. USC should be in, in an eighteen team playoff right now. I mean, re- honestly, if we're being, yeah, if we're being honest, well, they, they should.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because they were ranked number nine, which means they would not have been. But I have a feeling that if it would have been a field of eight, they would have found their way in there.
2: Well, you can't take more than two teams from a from one conference, in my opinion. If you're limiting it to eight, because then sure. you have the potential for like a Big Ten party, and it's like, why is there a playoff? Why are we, you know, why is yeah. there an eight-team playoff with four Big Ten teams, and it? it makes no sense, right? You know, or three so SEC teams or whatever.
1: USC would have come up a little bit. Yeah, but I I think even just like that's a good point too. I didn't even think about that part of it, but I think uh, they put them at nine because they didn't need to put them any higher. But if they were looking for the top eight teams, where the spirit of it would be identify the best eight teams in the country, and maybe you look past or forgive early season struggle and the three losses that they had all in September. I bet you they'd be in a top eight.
2: Oh, definitely, and you know, they, and you say, you know, if they forgive early season struggles and all that, they already do. They, you know, in my in my mind, in my opinion, you know, on top of the conference schedule, you should look at the whole body of work, and September should weigh equally as November. But that's not the reality of the people that choose these teams. That's just not how it happens. If you lose early, they tend to forget about it. As opposed to losing late, right? I mean, you Washington lost late to USC, and I know they got in the playoff, but Penn State, you know, they barely got there. in. Yeah. Exactly, because Penn State was on a win streak. It's like, oh, they're the hot team. They won the conference, whatever. You know, it. it, it they forget about September.
1: Yeah, to some degree, that number on the right, on, in the right column, it, it will stand out, and. um With with, with USC having a three there, I knew that their ceiling wasn't as high as the way people described how good they were, and and myself included. I just said, I think they're probably a top five team right now, maybe fifth, but you can't put them at number five because they're nine and three. You can only go so high with that
2: no and you know and i also think it's worth mentioning too that i think that usc's a top 5 team and you know like you said but i also think that that's that's partially because i feel like that the rest of the country really can't compete with you know just outside of a few teams the talent that those teams get the michigans the ohio states the usc's you know it it didn't take long for usc to just kind of jump right back up into this thing and look more talented than everybody else and yeah, you know, I think that that's a factor. I think that you know when it comes down to it, they got their roster healthy. They have all the talent, and you know d- they got it together. And now they are one of those, you know, five best teams or whatever else. They just they're too talented for everybody. And I feel that way about maybe six teams in the country, and everybody else is just kind of on the outside looking in. I don't know if you feel that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. So before the year began, we talked about record and. I had said that I felt like their ceiling was nine and three. That was their best case scenario in my viewpoint, and be a lot that was largely because I thought they would begin one and three, but I figured they could probably go two and two. I just really didn't believe that they could beat Alabama, and I didn't expect them to beat Stanford. The Utah game was more of a toss up but i was leaning toward utah winning that game so they ended up going one and three even though they went they 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 went about it in a way that i didn't think that they would but uh my, my point is i thought they could go nine and three i also thought they could go about seven and five now this is before the year this is before i'd seen anything before we knew what we know now about how they play with Max Brown at quarterback. So I was expecting the season, like I said, to play out much differently. I didn't anticipate Darnold taking over in week four and becoming one of the best players in the country. So 9-3, 7-5, they end up going 9-3. And so I think that's probably why we can be a little bit jaded about what they've accomplished because nine and three at USC is cool, but it's nothing memorable. More often than not, I don't remember nine and three seasons. I remember nine, two and one, the 95 USC season, because that was really their, their best season over about a decade time. And they won the Rose Bowl that year. But you know, traditionally nine and three is not special. However, if I would have told you before the year, don't ask me the record. But if I'm telling you, they're going to finish in the top ten. Would you have thought that was likely or
2: possible? No, no. And you know, it's the and I have to agree with everything you said before because I I was the same way. Seven and five to nine and three. Um, I think that they're going to start, you know, they're going to struggle early and then potentially make a run in the softer part of their schedule. But th- it played out so much differently than anybody could have anticipated because they went so much lower early than, you know, yeah, anyone they could have expected. They and
1: awful versus Alabama. They look bad versus Stanford.
2: Yes. And, and they then, look
1: immature versus Utah.
2: And then to contrast that the rebound, even though we anticipated that that part of the schedule would be softer and actually, you know, it ended up being tough all the way through um, for the most part, the rebound was, was much stronger. And I think they reached a a height in, you know, with this top 10 ranking too, a height that, that we didn't expect because, you know, We didn't expect them to beat Washington if Washington was a top-five team. You know, in hindsight, we we probably thought they could beat Colorado or would beat Colorado, but, you know, looking back on it, that's a top-ten team, and, you know, if we had known that going into that game, I don't think anybody would have expected USC to win, really. So, you know, there is – they – they came back so strong and, you know, they have this, this, this kind of Pete Carroll era essence about them, you know, with the way they finish It feels like that kind of team, you know, even though the record doesn't match up and, and these margins, some of these margins of victory look really bad. So I'm with you it nine and nine and three at USC seems like it's like average. It's like a C grade, right? Like, like, that's probably, if you look at their winning percentage of all time, it's probably around nine and three, right? But that's because they win a national title, you know, go twelve 12-0 and people remember that year. And then they have their, you know, whatever, 500 years. Um, so I'm with you. It's it's a weird year because of that. You know, it's, it's – you look at the record. They're nine and three. Is that good? If they lose this bowl game, nine and four, that's not good. You know, uh, but – it just, the way it went, the win streak and everything, it just feels different. So it feels like this year is setting up for the future, and I'm just wondering, you know, next year, is that going to be their year? And there's certain holes there that make me think, hey, you know, that's going to be fun to watch, you know, to see if they do make it next year and, you know, turn this this run this year into something special and keep it going.
1: Yeah, and I mean, everybody had that you know where they're replacing marquee players every couple of years and then you're questioning whether they can maintain it i i'm thinking that they're going to maintain what they're doing i don't know exactly what's next but i don't see them plateauing and becoming an 8 and 4 nine and three program year in and year out kind of what they've been. I mean, they've been more like seven and five, eight and four in the post Carol era. I don't think that they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to revert to eight and four. I look at a team that's well, a coaching staff that's uh, figuring itself out. And I think that they can keep winning they, the way that they won is what won me over. The way that they dominated one opponent after another through October and November, even when they, when they didn't play well. Like I didn't think they played well versus UCLA or Notre Dame. And, and yet, those games were hardly competitive. They won going away. And I, I realize that both those programs were down, so that's obviously part of it. But USC's up. And that's why they can win when they're not playing well. Those were two of their, their, those might have been the two worst games that they've played since September. And and again, they, they weren't that competitive. USC basically had their way with both of them. So I anticipate them being great. I think that they're a great team again. And I think that they're going to be great next year. I think that the program is right where you want it to be in terms of building a championship. The next step is winning one. I got to tell you. But they're building one. That's what I think that they're doing. I think they're, they're building a foundation. And I thought and like they were more in the rebuilding mode where it would take a couple years before they were great. And it, it really took a couple months.
2: I got to tell you though, um, when I look at next year, I almost feel like if it wasn't for Sam Donald, I would sell. And because it reminds me a little bit of 2012 and that, you know, you're losing tackles and, you know, both tackles. Right. Um, yeah. and, and then the defensive line too, seems like it's, it's more of a question mark maybe even next year, uh, right for some somehow you, you know even though they're coming into this year was such a big question mark and that normally would make me think wow you know this could be a big issue you know maybe they can't protect their quarterback and maybe they can't do you know uh win the line of scrimmage on defense but with sam donald i just felt like those were concerns this year and it didn't matter so i really want to say i'm with you i'm just not sure yet you know what i mean it's it's yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. The, the, um, the
1: situation and tackle might keep them from going unbeaten or finishing in the final four, but they basically have, in my view, the perfect quarterback for whatever offensive line you have. If they don't have a good offensive line, they have a guy that can adapt where yeah, Matt, Barkley Matt, Matt Barkley couldn't. Matt Barkley needed a queen pocket and really couldn't function without one. And he's not unlike a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, but with Darnold, although it's not ideal, I think he can make do. I think that he can adapt. And, and maybe he won't work uh, as much in the pocket as we've seen him this year. Because I think that they've done... A pretty good job protecting him for the last two months. And so it it might be different for him next year, but he's the kind of player, I think, that can change the game, where if he has maybe a faulty offensive line, he can run more or he can scramble more and he can beat you outside the pocket. Um, The offense will be affected by it, of course. But that's why I love those quarterbacks. go, go those to me are the perfect quarterbacks. The ones that are pass first, but mobile.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And he's the reason you know, why I might not be selling on next season, like I said, because of uh, what, you, what you said, his, his ability to move around in the pocket. I got to ask you though, Adam, um, it sounds like you feel like USC is back I know I feel like USC is back. Um, you do? You know, not, you know, not to obviously, you know, Pete Carroll, whatever, but they're back no. to on the cusp there of making that type of run maybe again or doing something special like that. It seems like the beginning
1: Let's not say that, that run. Let's not say that because that run was that, seven yeah. years in a yeah, row it's, it's in, the, hard. in the top four.
2: To that, have, a, a, uh, to have a, a high-end run. Right, put their program back on the map. Compete for I, I'm saying regularly. Back
1: for national title contention. That's yes. where I see them.
2: They're, I'm not saying they're,
1: that they're going to become Alabama. I'm not saying, but,
2: that. They, but they're in position to get to that kind of level. That's what right. Like when you're when you're saying, you know, they're back to being a national title contender. Well, if they win one, they're a national title contender the next year. That doesn't and, put you at know,
1: Alabama's level. I'm talking I get about it, sustained but, but
2: dominance. You, you, I get it, but they're they're putting themselves in position to be to maybe jump into that. That's what I say when they I feel like they're back. They've pulled themselves out of this this kind of eight and four, seven and five, you know, rut, and it's like they're winning ten games, you know what I mean, regularly competing for something. That's what I expect going forward. I don't yeah. know. Do you feel that yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. I mean
1: so look at their ranking right now, and we know that they have three losses, but they're still number nine. Who are they with? Who who's in the neighborhood with them? Who have been the best teams of the last couple years? It's Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan. Forget about Alabama. They're they're on another level right now. And I, I don't know that they're going to win the title this year, but because of what they've done for the last eight years, they're on another level. They're they're not. They're not a one-hit wonder, and they're not in and out. They're always in that final group, and they're the only one to be in that final group year in, year out for that long, for the last eight years. But after them, it's the teams I mentioned. I, I think USC is right there with them. That's where I see them. I see them right there next to... Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State. So, my question. There are other, okay, but there's, there's a difference though. There are other programs who will have a great year and then maybe they don't come back for a few years. I think that's probably what we're going to see from Washington, from Penn State from Wisconsin some of the other teams that are in the top 10 Colorado I'm not sure I I don't know how long McIntyre is going to be there Um, I think it's cool that Colorado's in there because they're in the Pac-12 and they were a great program about 20 years ago 15 years ago and so people have forgotten what they were about and maybe they'll stick around but these other programs, they're always competitive, the ones I just mentioned, but they're not always competing for a national title. But there's a handful that are regularly competing for a national title with Alabama. I think that's where USC is going to be. They have to win this game, though. That That's really important. It, it's weird because... In the big picture, this game is one game, and it's the Rose Bowl, but it doesn't it doesn't give you a national title. They, they won't even finish in the top three or top four, like they get in all the Pete Carroll years. I don't think they'll finish fourth. I I guess they maybe could if they won by thirty. Maybe they'd finish fourth. But my point is, they're not going to be. They're not going to finish. But they're not in the Final Four. There's already a, a Final Four. They're outside of it. So they're not in that select group this season. But I think they need to win this game. I think to not really to prove it, outsiders, but to themselves. I think it's really important. I, I think that something that Carol established when he was going to all these bowl games, whether it was the Orange Bowl or the Rose Bowl, and he won. Let's see, out of out of nine, he won seven, and he lost just the one, BCS game. But he won the other six, and so even though they didn't get to play in the national championship every year. He treated those games like national championships all the other Rose Bowls and that first Orange Bowl and so I'm really curious to see how USC goes about their business over the next few weeks and versus Penn State I I think it's a really important game more important than you know any other game that they played this year the Alabama game included
2: I agree with that. And that was the question I was going to ask you is, is you Sorry. know how, you know, what does this game mean? Does this, do they have to win it to prove their back? And I agree with you. I think they do um, because USC has been, you know, ever since they've lost three games, they've kind of been on that edge all season and we've been waiting for them to go over, right. To fall overboard and hit four losses because four losses is a bad season at USC, no matter how you want to slice it. It just is. Um, so that's, you know, that's what we've been waiting for ever since they started 1-3, and, and it didn't happen because they're on the win streak. So it could still happen. Um, if they go 9-4, and that feels very, very different than 10-3 and three and a Rose Bowl win. Very, very different. The other thing, too, that I, I think you have to consider with this game and why it's so important is that, yes, USC's on an 8-game win streak, but let's look back at their schedule in hindsight. Let's look at that 8-game win streak. Washington mm-hmm. and Colorado are the only two teams that really had a chance to beat them. Arizona State's right. awful. Arizona's right. awful. Cal's awful. Oregon's awful. UCLA, Notre well, Dame awful. USC
1: made them all look awful. They they weren't awful before they played USC. A lot I, think,
2: I think all of those teams ended up with losing records, though. I've
1: yeah, no, I understand. I mean, but yeah. Arizona State was undefeated.
2: Yes, I know. I'm saying that's why I'm saying. Hindsight, looking back. Yeah. Looking back now. Okay. Yeah. So you could sit here – and say if USC lost to Penn State in the Rose Bowl could sit there and say wow you know against teams that, that were could really compete with USC they went 2 and 4
1: no yeah, no yeah, I, I that 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 team from the first three games to me is basically irrelevant
2: i agree but i'm talking about national perception right is people going back and looking afterwards. USC has lost 9-4. How do we rank them, right? And, and maybe maybe people do, you know, they know Sam Darnold was a different quarterback. But I'm just saying, it's just the, the season it, historically looks much different because then you're also looking at away, you know, away from the Coliseum if they lose to Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Away from the Coliseum, they have a losing record all of a sudden this year. These are very. I don't
1: think nationally it'll be be as big of a blow because Sam Darnold's a redshirt freshman. And so, by virtue of him coming back, people believe. Think about UCLA and how people paid them to win the Pac 12 South, and some had them winning the entire Pac 12 this season. Why was that? They finished last year really poorly, it was because of Josh Rosen.
2: I'm with you, and I'm not. I'm not saying that people wouldn't look at USC as a team that has the the building blocks to to make a run. And I think that you know the national media, for the most part, has always looked at USC as that team, even through these these rough patches and these sanctions, because they yeah, understand they that they have the talent. Doubt. Exactly, mm-hmm. they understand they have talent. They understand they have good players, and they they could do it. Um, it's just it comes down to you know, does it feel like more of the same from USC. They're they're kind of you know in between being good or being bad, and we're waiting for them to to, to blow up and take that jump where they go eleven and one, you know, or whatever. Um, where if they win the Rose Bowl and they're ten and three, it feels like they're there. They're you know what I mean. They've already had that season, but if they lose it, we're still waiting for that season to happen. I guess that's my point. Yeah. Things.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This season isn't over. And so of course they still need to finish off and they still have something to prove. I think the importance in beating Penn state and if you can beating them by a lot is building that confidence because Penn state is across the country and there's an age-old conversation about the West Coast being soft and playing a weaker brand of football. And Pete Carroll put that to shame over and over again. And John McKay put that to shame over and over again. Well, last year when USC played Wisconsin, it it didn't look good, you know? It, It wasn't a good look for USC. And... People haven't forgotten that, uh, and I'm talking about USC fans. And so, there's still people that he hasn't won over. And winning a bowl game can go a long way toward doing that. And I think even in that locker room, because I think, uh, well, not that I think I've I've just heard that there was some skepticism. There was some uh, there were some question marks about their head coach with the way that that bowl game was approached. And I think this will be done completely differently. But at the same time, they need to win. They need to show that they are one of the best teams in America and that they can play anybody in America, not just be up on the Pac-12. I don't think that they... I don't think they they gained a lot of confidence from beating Colorado and and Washington a little bit. Especially on the road, especially because Washington was undefeated, especially because Washington finished twelve and one or twelve and one currently. But it's not the same as dominating Penn State or if it would have been Michigan or Ohio State, whoever they would have played, even Wisconsin in this Rose Bowl or if they would have played in the the Alamo Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. Really whatever bowl game they were gonna go to, because they were gonna go to a good one, it wasn't gonna be the Vegas Bowl. Whatever bowl game they ended up in, they were gonna play another good team. And it's just important for them right now to keep winning. That that's really I think their their trump card when they go into a lot of these games that they believe they have more talent. And when you don't win and you you go into the game thinking that, then you start questioning the leadership.
2: You know, I think that's a fair point. I think that the confidence and the coaching and all that is all fair points. But to me, what it comes down to I think really is that if they lose their nine and four and you can question, you know, if they're really back on track or whatever. And if they win they're 10 and three Roseville champs, they've been Washington who's in the playoff and the next team that was supposed to be in um, and, and the conference champion of the the conference that everyone right now is arguing is the toughest conference in the country. So I think that the difference in the narrative is so vast. It goes from, are they back to, if USC was in the playoff, they might have played Alabama for the national championship. Yeah. And, and it's it's a huge deal. Yeah. They have to win. I really, because you have that narrative going for you and USC feels like they're back.
1: Yeah, right. They do. If they win this game, they go into next season believing that they're one of, if not the best team in America that's the way that they're going to approach it. And being overconfident has never been an issue with a Clay helkin led team. So where I thought uh, a lack of humility and arrogance were major issues in the previous season uh, under Kiffin and Sarkeesian, that's basically been eliminated with Helkin. And he's not new anymore. (laughs) He's coached, what is it, 21 games, the last 21 games for USA. 22 overall with the interim bowl game from a couple years back. But the last year and three quarters, he's been their head coach. And I, I can't think of one instance, one game, where they completely overlooked somebody and they were overconfident. So... I just think that this game would be integral to them building that confidence that not only are we good, not only did we finish on a roll, but we're great and we're we're ready to win again. I, I don't know how they would feel that way if they were to lose the game. I, I think they could be confident, but I think they, it would be – you know it'd be a little bit harder to to reconcile uh where they where they stand among the nation's elite and and like you said, the whole conversation dies. no one's calling them the scariest team in the country and the team that nobody wants to face.
2: Yeah, it's Penn State all of a sudden
1: <laughs> I guess i mean it it's, it's still Alabama, basically I mean you realize people talk about u s c in such glowing terms, like they didn't even play Alabama this year. Yeah. Because this team looks nothing like the one that played Alabama, even though there's really only one thing that changed.
2: Yeah. And, you I, I gotta say too, uh, you know, I really, and just to pump up Alabama even more, if they win, if they end up winning the national title, this team, this Alabama team, will be considered one of the greatest teams in college football history, I think.
1: Uh, I mean, I, you don't think well, so? people want to talk, people want to feel like they're watching history and what they're seeing is significant and holds more value than what happened before. I don't agree with that at all. Their offense is mediocre. Did you watch them play in the SEC title game?
2: No, I, I'm with you that their offense is mediocre. but so You can't this, beat one of the best but teams this, ever but this is a my mediocre thing. offense. This, but their this defense is,
1: is the, the best I've seen alongside the 08 USC team. Go for the yeah. two best I've seen. I know All that there are right, other good right. ones. I know Miami had a really good one, I think, in '01. one
2: Auburn, um, 1989. Don't yeah, I don't remember them. the Auburn,
1: 89.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't either. I wasn't born.
1: <laughs> but uh, that, you know, that, that stand out to me. I go with that USC 08 one and this Alabama one. And so it, they made it a moot point that their offense is whatever. And so more power to them. They can win a national title with a mediocre offense, but I, I don't see it as being one of the greatest teams ever they're on an incredible run of course this is,
2: what, this is why i would think that and and then i'll stop talking up alabama because i still think pete carroll's run was better than nick saban's run at alabama so i'll just think <laughs> that in there so usc fans don't get mad at me but there it seems like there's really it's you know it's very rare that teams go undefeated and um and then on top of that it's very rare that it feels like they blow almost everybody out on their schedule. And Alabama's done that this year for the most part. And and so it kind of, they've just reminded me in a way of that Nebraska Huskers team, I think it was, that beat Florida mm-hmm. like 60-something to 20 in the bowl game. Yeah, and I think it was they, 95. They were just, it seemed like every team Might they played. uh uh-huh. It just, they, they would just beat them by 40. It just didn't matter. And so they that team is kind of held as one of these, oh, they're one of the best ever, just, just because of margins of victory. You know, I so I could see Alabama, this version of Alabama, like you look back, it's like, oh God, they beat USC 52 to six. I guess a different USC team. But like, you know, historically you'll look back and go, wow, you know, and then there'll be a couple other scores that they put up on teams that are like, oh wow, like they really like, they consistently handled teams. So that's I, I why I think they'll be considered one of those teams if they do win out. You know, and, and every program, every top program has one or two teams historically that, you know, are in that group, right, that when we talk yeah. about all-time great teams. so
1: Yeah, and I mean, it, to me, it's kind of, uh, I, I don't know how much value there is in that conversation because uh, I look at what USC did in the 2000s. And I firmly believe that the 0-3 team was their best team because of how explosive they were on both sides of the ball. That's when they had that incredible turnover margin and they had a, the, a higher point differential than the 0-4 team. Um, anyway, but they lost the game. So, historically, they won't be viewed as better you have to be undefeated to even enter that conversation but if you're watching a team gay in and gay out and year in and year out you probably have a better idea of what the stronger team was during a particular period in their history you know what i mean
2: no you're right so let me ask let me ask you this then adam yeah and then then we'll we'll wrap up shortly because we're kind of getting it off topic here, I think. But uh, since you watched USC through much of the peak or up close to personal, how many national titles do you think they would have won if there were playoffs?
1: That's good. That's a good question. OK. OQ is the one where people started to throw that out there. And they're, they're kind of the USC OQ team is used as even a, uh, an example of why there needed to be a playoff?
2: They have a national championship, by the way. It's just some random, like, third-party polling right. system. some computer.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, but you're talking about a Miami team that hadn't lost in forever and an in, in undefeated Ohio State team?
2: Yeah. Ohio yeah. State was
1: undefeated that year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard for me to say with confidence that USC beats both of them or whatever it would have taken. They, I mean, they probably have to beat both. They would be number four going into that tournament and they'd have to beat Miami and they'd have to beat Ohio State in the title game. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, mean, I, not, I can't just give them that one. I mean, they would have been in the top four. They would have... They would have been picked, I think, for that Final Four, even though they had two losses. And if you look, I'm sure that there were other one-loss teams that had a strong argument. So if we're just picking the Final Four, I, I'm guessing that they'd even be included in it. But I'm not picking them to win it, um, even though they they were on a run similar to right now with this team. 03? Yeah, I, I think that 03 came... Beats Oklahoma and LSU. Um, 04, they won. 05, they lost it. Now, if there's a playoff, then maybe the matchup is different. And, you know, maybe Texas loses their Final Four game and then USC wins them both. But um, I can't give them that one because they did play for the final and they lost. 06?
2: they'd that, win but they'd get left out of a final four
1: yeah yeah, they had, to play not, their, they had to play their way back into the final four after the bowl game um, because of the, the loss in the regular season finale but do I think that team wins the national championship I think the 07 team was better I think the 07 team had a major hiccup with Uh, with Booty being injured. And then they rallied. Um, So maybe they win one of those. I don't know.
2: I I think that, I think they would win it in 06 and 07 if they got in. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they blew out Michigan just as bad as Florida blew out Ohio state. So they're like, they're, it's you know it's a toss up. It's either them or Florida. And then in '07, I think they got screwed out of the title game because they lost the game when Booty you know had an injured finger. And then right. the other loss was the you know the most uh, probably the top loss anybody could possibly had. They went on the road to an Oregon team that was the best team in college football and yeah. would have won the title if if Dennis Dixon didn't go down. And they lost in a very close game with their backup quarterback. So to me, in 2007, USC should have been in the national championship game. I really feel that way. Well, again,
1: that, that comes back to why there's a committee now, because yeah. they would have been in the Final Four that year. Um, yeah, maybe they win that one. I mean, 06 and 07 are maybe to me. OQ, even though I think they're better, the OQ team was better than those other two, I think that the landscape was tougher in OQ. I mean, I think Miami and Ohio State, that both those teams that year, were incredible. So.
2: oh you you're picking then, them, right? I think 08,
1: and I think that they win, I win, yeah.
2: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So um, so my answer is maybe seven, maybe six.
1: No, next def- seven.
2: Hey, why not? I'm saying maybe seven, maybe six, but definitely more than two. That's my answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, they would be contending we, we know that they would be in a field of four for at least five of them. I, I think OQ and 006, they're probably left out. OQ because of the two losses and 006 because of when the, that second loss came.
2: So my point of bringing all this up is just to say that I I think it's a good time for USC to be rebounding because there's playoffs now. I think, you know, they'll have more opportunity to play for these titles if they do get back to that level and prove themselves and, you know, represent for the West Coast now. And if it expands to eight, I think that, you know, they're really going to prove something because, you know, the Pac-12 is usually the toughest conference path, in my opinion. And they'll get in, and I think they've proven time and time again under Carroll when they were at a high level that the Big Ten and some of these other teams, just they just can't compete with them, um, really, and, and that these records are more comparable because of differences in scheduling. More than anything, at least in my yeah. opinion, I yeah. don't think USC would have been eleven and two, and Ohio State would have been eleven and one in two thousand seven if they had, you know, if they flipped each other's schedule. And I feel that way about, you know, the same way in two thousand six, and you know, any, most of these other seasons where it became an issue, or Penn State, USC in two thousand eight, whatever else. Um, it's scheduling, so yeah, yeah playoffs. It, 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 I think it's going to open up huge opportunities for USC, especially if it expands. And, you know, so it's a good time for USC to be getting back on track if they are. Well,
1: I mentioned it before that the last time that they opened a season with three of the first four games versus ranked teams and three of the four also on the road was 1968. (laughs) And so it's not something that we see a lot. And uh, we know that they had the toughest schedule in America in September and unfortunately they weren't ready for that.
2: Okay. And so but doesn't that doesn't I
1: mean does most that, people maybe they weren't ready either, but they didn't have to worry about it. They didn't they didn't have anything near that. I mean, just look at who other people played in September and it it's not half as hard as what USC did. So a lot of teams would be two and two, if not one and three, like they were.
2: But doesn't this just cement the argument, really, for expanding to eight teams and USC should be in the playoffs? Because if you're taking Ohio State and they didn't win their conference in their division, and you're saying that argument's throughout the window, we don't care anymore based on record, and you have Penn State potentially getting in or Michigan potentially getting in with two losses and they didn't play, you know, the kind of uh, early season schedule that USC did. If Michigan played Alabama, they'd be the same team, but they'd be nine and three, right? So doesn't that just kind of cement this argument that, hey, since, since we, you know, nothing in college football matches up, there's no evidence. This is what I always try to tell people whenever, you know, there's fighting on the message boards or whatever about differences of opinion. There's no evidence in college football that, you know, you can't prove anything. It's not scientific, right? It's all, yeah. so, so why, why do we pretend like we know we can rank teams, this is logical, this is what's right, we're going to get it right as humans or as computers or whatever else. Let them play on the field. Put all the conference champions in, put a select few other teams that deserve it. USC would definitely deserve it this year. Ohio State would deserve it. Fine. Put them in. Let them play. That's it.
1: Well, this is another hypothetical, but I think it's still worth Bringing up. Had USC been ten and two, okay, and had they just beaten Utah, like they were sixteen seconds away from going. I think if there was a computer calculation for the top four and not a committee, USC might have been fourth. I really think that they could have been put there if it would have been the old system with a calculation. Now, I don't know that, but they'd be even higher, of course. They're already nine with three losses. You're adding another top 25 win. I think Utah was number 19 in the, the final CFP ranking, but... USC at and of course that would have put them in the Pac-12 title game, which would have uh, enabled them to, to win that game. So they have to win that game as well. But I think that they're in the Final Four, even you know despite the two losses. Um, but now that there's a committee, it's more it's about it's about opinion that goes a long way. And while people held a high opinion of USC, they're also going to penalize losses to a certain degree. Uh, sometimes even more than a computer. As you mentioned, that O2 USC team was ranked the, the best team in America by by one algorithm. And I'm not saying that they should have been number one or that you know they were robbed of a national championship, but. I think that's similar to what we're seeing right now with USC, where uh, certain formulas would have favored them um, just with one less defeat. And so it's another reason why this win or this game, excuse me, is really important because they can, they can dispel the myth that the Big Ten is better than the, the pac 12 Washington can help out too with a good showing versus Alabama. Of course, if they won, then that would be major. But they they can't if they get blown out. Then it 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 looks it makes the Pac-12 look really bad. Oh yeah. But but USC gets benefit of the doubt separate from the Pac-12. Sometimes it's almost like they're not lumped in with the rest of the conference because of what they've done, you know, over the last eight years. So this is a big game. It's a big game for next season. For uh I think continuing the narrative that USC is elite. And in the next year when you know, when maybe when they're finishing their season, uh depending on their record People respect the fact that they won their last nine games the previous year, and then they continue that into next season. Where, like you said, if they finish nine and four and they lost to the big the Big Ten champion, then you know USC's not quite there yet. And, and I think a committee, you know, they're 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 human. So, of course, they're paying attention, and they all have their, uh, their biases, whether they want to or not.
2: I love everything you said, Adam. I do just want to say, I just want to add this point, my opinion, really quick, because yeah. I know that people will think this, and they'll jump on us if we don't mention it after you said what you said. I personally believe that if USC had been Utah, they would have been in the Final Four, um, even without – uh, computer help because if you think about that scenario, I, and I'm assuming too that they beat Washington in the rematch even though that, I think that's a toss-up game.
1: That um, kind of changes everything with the it, conference title game and then they get 11-2. I, mean, I, I was thinking more like 10-2, but I wasn't factoring in the rematch with Washington. If you beat Washington again then they'd be number four right now. They're in. I, they're, yeah, in. They're, in. They're, in. And, they're in
2: with the committee. And um, that's that's crazy. To think that USC really ended up being just seconds away, you know, the game going back to it being up two touchdowns at Utah and losing that game, you know, may have cost them a shot at a national championship. As crazy as that seems, because yeah, you know, you beat Washington twice and you win the Pac-12 and you have two losses, and you know, it's to nine and three Stanford at Stanford early in the year and to, you know, undefeated number one Alabama that it, it would be favored over every team in the country. You mm-hmm. can't leave USC out of that top four at that point. You can't. You can't argue that any other two-loss team is more deserving than them and, you, you know, and Washington would have been a two-loss team at that point. It's over. They're in.
1: Right. Well, They basically have Washington spot because Penn yeah. State would still be number five uh, in that scenario. But let it be a lesson. Um, they, you have to win. At the end of the game, even, even if you win ugly, you have to win. And they didn't win enough in September. And now they're winning, undefeated October, undefeated November. And uh, I think it's important to have an undefeated January.
2: Go win Oh L. Yeah, totally. And a final point is that the publisher of this USC website, Has said today that he's not sure USC should be in the Rose Bowl, but they should definitely play for the national championship and have made the playoffs. Explain that, world. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it.
0: I tell you, when you mentioned seven championships, that's when you woke me up from my Pizza Hut pasta nap because I I took your advice after last week. You did it. I did. That knocked me out. That's not good.
2: That was not did good. you try Did it taste like chicken Tuscany pasta Or chicken Tucson p- pasta That's my little
0: joke uh, I don't why. think it tasted like chicken at all Which is frightening okay. so, But my Pizza Hut might not be as good as yours So
2: It wasn't chicken by the way <laughs> 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 no, um, it's pigeon. From what I understand, well, there's nothing
0: wrong with a good, a good pigeon running around on the. way not
2: the no 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 not the farm raised kind. That's a little bit more expensive than chicken at the Chinese the restaurant. The computer raised pigeon. pigeon.
0: The computer it, it,
2: it is the streets. It's from the streets. You know what I mean? It's in the garbage can at Pizza Hut like eating well, old that, pizza that's a lot of and visual that I it. didn't
0: need I gotta be they honest
2: they catch it in a net they bring it to my well with Precious I put it down there with the victims wow. hold it for them I'm sorry I went on a whole another thing it's, it's it idea, was me
0: it, 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 the minute you hear my voice you start to throw yourself out. I
2: just go crazy that's why I put I myself crazy. to sleep
0: with the Pizza Hut pasta just so you guys can yeah. have a fiery argument on this and I'll tease that next week because we got like three more shows to break down this game I will tell you why I believe USC is in the Rose Bowl even though I'm happy about it, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's why USC would be in the top four if they could have figured it out. It's why the top four is what it is. Because let's be honest, nobody nationally is that excited about Washington having to be in there. So, But we'll talk about that next week. We got time. We got time. It's the Rose Bowl, January 2nd. A tradition unlike any other. The granddaddy of them all. And hopefully we slap Penn State around just like we did in yeah, 2009. Yeah, 2009. That would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. Good memory. Well, I was just trying to remember real quick. I'm still a little groggy. You, I think your I memory some... is
2: better than the Penn State player that Taylor Mays hit helmet to helmet and drew that flag on in that game.
0: Uh, I think I need... Uh, I that's need some... a
2: concussion joke.
0: Yes, I got that. I need some <laughs> Pepto-Bismol, though, because I'm more worried about my stomach now. Hi, <sighs> hey, everybody. Be sure to subscribe to Trojansports.com if you didn't. It's the holiday season. Give yourself a gift. Give someone you love a gift. It's cheaper than a couple cups of Starbucks coffee, and I'll tell you... Because I've been drinking a lot of Starbucks coffee The last few weeks um, In my morning drive uh, Scenario of life Starbucks coffee is not cheap So this is cheaper than Starbucks coffee But here's the problem with Starbucks coffee It's like cocaine It's addictive How do you know that? Uh, It is (laughs) addictive how, How much like cocaine is it? Very much Because you can't Once you drink Starbucks coffee If you try to drink other coffee To give you that same jolt It doesn't work they know what they're mm-hmm. doing there up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's,
2: it's you know? the Jolt Cola of coffees.
0: What was Jolt Cola in? Was that Beavis and Butthead or was that The Simpsons?
2: I don't know, but I, it's I think an it was Beavis thing. and Butthead.
0: I thought Jolt Cola
2: was an actual I thing. Don't,
0: I don't know. I, I, we can discuss that on next week's There's show. There's some
2: as well. super caffeinated colas that are out there.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know if Jolt um, Cola is a real thing. But by the way, The Simpsons 600 is still playing on FXX. Oh uh, so yeah. Yeah, there's still like today I just wanted to see what episode number and they were just like on 499, which is just incredible. <laughs> Considering really the first 100 episodes were great. And then the other 500 yeah. were not. It's kind of like, you know, our shows. They're hit or miss. Anyway. Uh, miss or
2: miss, I would say. Sure but to, I, we love the U.S. We're listen. more
0: like USC right now. Be sure to subscribe on Audio Boom um, or on iTunes for this show, Trojansports.com podcast. And we will see you next week at some point to talk more about this game. And uh, be sure to stay with us all week long at Trojansports.com because we'll have stuff to talk about. Scott Trader is going to give his memories of the Rose Bowl. He just seems like a Rose Bowl type guy. You know what I mean? He yeah. seems like the guy who's all about the rose. Well, he was so excited on Twitter today when the announcement came out. It was it was fun to see.
1: We uh, there's one thing that we should mention. Go ahead. That we didn't. Okay. Just want to pay our respects to Joe McKnight and his family, and of course those that, that know him well. Uh, it was a it was a shocking episode a few days ago. And, uh, I think just sad for everybody. He was 28 and, uh, he was a good Trojan.
0: Yeah. And Reggie Bush today honored him on his, uh, cleats. Cause actually today we work, worked out for this purpose, at least, um, that the NFL allowed players to honor whatever they wanted on their cleats, whether it was a foundation or, or anything. And, uh, Reggie honored Joe McKnight. So that's, uh, very cool that he did that. And, um, you know, Uh, rest in peace joe mcknight because obviously too young and the circumstances and everything just really sad especially not that that any time of year is good but especially around this time of year with the holidays and everything just very 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 sad so
2: just just think and also too we don't know what happened but if it was road rage and it's around the holidays just think of your family and other people's families and just you know be safe and be kind to others that's that's the message I would want to put out there because you know this stuff happens and it's crazy and it's unfortunate. It, you know, it hits home when it's somebody in the in a Trojan family like this where we all feel a close connection. I grew up, you know, Joe McDonald was one of my favorite players, you know, of all time at USC just because uh, you know he. I watched him and, and he was great and explosive. It, it, it's it's sad and unfortunate, and, and this stuff doesn't have to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, he. I guess it kind of depends on your age uh my younger brother he had his jersey that was his favorite player, and so um you know he was uh, he was definitely a memorable player and uh even talking about it right now i I can't believe that we're having this conversation about him
0: so well yes uh this week. Just remember your loved ones, like Chris mentioned, and and be safe out there. There's no reason for all that. No reason at all. Well, everybody, uh, have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the TrojanSports.com podcast. On a happier note, we are in the Rose Bowl, and we'll talk about it more next week. And uh, we'll be talking to you on the message boards and on Twitter and all that fun stuff. But that's going to do it for the TrojanSports.com podcast. Good night, everyone. Thank you.